0: This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff.
1: And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live.
0: We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues.
1: And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. Deanna, I want to join you in welcoming back uh, people to listening to The Analysis and uh, think about... Uh, what's going to happen in 2018. We've been away on holiday break and we've had some travel in the midst of all of that and we've in that time crossed over into a new year and as we've thought about the beginning of a new year, we've thought about the fact that this is a time of year a lot of people start setting goals and even this morning uh, as I was getting myself uh, ready for the day, uh, I'm listening to Radio, and they're talking about the number one goal that people set in the new year is, I'm going to get in shape, uh, and that may be true. I don't, I don't know if they have any statistics to back that up, but I know in the church, oftentimes one of the number one goals for people is uh, daily Bible reading. I'm going to read my Bible through this year, or I'm going to, I'm going to read this part of the Bible because I've never done that before. I'm going to just establish a daily habit of reading my Bible to some degree, regardless of how far I get. But I just want that daily habit. And that becomes a a normal goal for people at this time of year. And so we just said, uh, Deanna, that we're going to talk about um, the importance of that. And, And from the standpoint of continuing down the path of helping people defend their faith and how important an understanding of the Bible is and the Bible in your daily life, how that's going to impact the defense of the faith and helping uh, prepare and train future generations, the daily Bible reading, how that plays in. I I was thinking about uh, what sparked my interest really in this was just being on Uh, the Standard Reason website, a good website for people to go to that are thinking about apologetics and defending the faith, and and just read a little article there, and it sparked my thinking about this.
0: One of the things that I think is so great about a new year is that you can be thinking about, okay, how am I going to read through the Bible this year? What does that look like? And I know that You know, when I was in my 20s, some of my goals were so different than they are today. Mm -hmm. And yet, it's still just sitting down and reading the Bible every day.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, One of the things that um, we were discussing just in trying to prepare ourselves for our conversation this afternoon is um, having a goal is great. But if you don't have plans and you don't have steps, you don't have a purpose, like what's the reason I'm accomplishing this? I, I think for me, for years, I, I would get to this time of year and I would look back over the previous year and go, you know, I didn't read my Bible as much as I should have and, and I wanted to at a personal level. Uh, so I'm going to do that this year. I'm gonna, I'm going to do it more. And my purpose was really short-sighted. It just had to do with, Really, I think I disappointed God and I disappointed myself and I want to do better. And that's not really a purpose and that that doesn't have any motivation behind it. And so maybe I got a little further than last year, but still at some point I, I fell away and didn't accomplish the long-term goal of reading through my Bible or reading it on a consistent daily basis. So talk a little bit about the how-tos and preparing steps and, and having a purpose in that.
0: Yeah, what when i was writing down my goals this year it was interesting because first of all i was thinking about you know what does god really want want for me mm-hmm. and i thought you know we say this over and over again love god with all your heart mind and soul and love your neighbor as yourself okay what does that look like for me that means that the fruit of the spirit should be growing so in love and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control and Mm -hmm. you know all of a sudden i'm thinking okay so how can i kind of hone in on something specific writing down a specific goal toward meeting that through growing in the knowledge of the word because once we read god's word what we're doing is we're putting off our old way of thinking and putting on his new way of thinking so being in that and renewing your mind to what he would have for you so as i was thinking about that i wrote down my goal one of my goals uh, was to personally be able to develop and cultivate the fruit of the spirit what does that Mm -hmm. look like And then I started going, well, how am I going to do that? Okay, because I have all these things in my life going on. I have to get up. I have to go to work. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to set aside this amount of time in the morning. Mm -hmm. And every morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to prepare and then I'm going to have some prayer time and each day I'm going to read but what am I going to read mm-hmm. because I have 66 books now there have been times in my past personally where I think you know just reading through the Bible was a goal for me because I just wanted to know God what do you think what who yeah. are you I was yeah. kind of trying to figure that and then there was a season in my life where I wanted to read everything in the Bible and learn about you know How was I going to change personally, or like how was I going to counsel others? Or now it's more really about defending the faith, Mm -hmm. things like that. Right. And so this year I said, okay, well this first part, I want to set this goal of this year to study this particular area. And here's the thing about setting goals: is I would encourage anyone that in setting their goals, they don't set someone else's goals. You it's know what I'm word. saying? Yeah. That we don't look at other people and go, "Oh, I want to be where they are." No, just ask God, "Where am I and where would you have me over the year in planning out and reading the Bible." And for me it looks different than for somebody else because yeah. my kids are grown and you know, I have one left in junior high. He's getting ready to go in high school. Yeah. I have one graduating. Yeah. I have you know, and so the the place where you are at spiritually with your family all of those factors I think matter and I think we gotta consider those.
1: yeah cuz I'm sure you know with within our own spheres of influence and as we disciple people and you walk beside other young ladies uh, that are raising children that are younger than yours are they're starting their families they can't look at your life and go I gotta be where Deanna is right now or by the end of this year that doesn't work that doesn't make any sense And so I think that's a really wise word you're just bringing out. And I think that's why you stop and try to figure out what is the goal and what's my real purpose in that. Maybe my purpose is to someday be where Deanna is or this other person that I read or listen to or admire, but realizing that I've got to do that in chunks. Mm -hmm. So what's my first step? How How do I do this? That's really the setting a goal is great then how do I do that and you were just giving us a great illustration of setting aside a certain amount of time figuring out exactly what I am gonna read then starting that process and then knowing that it's got to be achievable it can't be okay if I do this then I'm gonna be able to answer every question that's ever brought to me you know by (laughs) anybody no those aren't reasonable goals so let's start slow and start where we are Um, and in thinking about reading the Bible um that's something that regardless of where you are in your maturity journey, you're still gonna be doing. Mm-hmm. That never ends. You're still reading your Bible, but it begins to take on a different flavor and a different purpose. And and you you begin to lay out some of those. That first layer you you mentioned and, and talked about was you just get an overview. We read the Bible and we get an overview. And we discussed that some last year, kind of understanding the meta narrative, God's bigger story. But until you you read all the way through the Bible, you really can't see the full story. And and that's meaningful and helpful. But that's that's the first kind of layer of reading the Bible. And really, I read the Bible through for several years mm-hmm. as that just kind of soaked in and began to go, you know, okay, I get the story now. And then there's the second layer of I'm reading it now. I've got to make application. I've got yeah. to live it.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. All of a sudden, you start going, okay, I've read this before, and I I don't think that that's what I'm doing. I mean, I, I specifically remember reading the Proverbs one night when I was in college, and as I was sitting there reading it, I was thinking, you know, the Proverbs are so great because you have 31, so you can read yeah. the Proverbs every single month, right? You can read yeah. one a day. And as much as possible, I like to do that. I don't always get to do it, but Anyway, one night I remember sitting there and I was reading as I was reading, all of a sudden I, I reread a couple of the Proverbs and I was like, I, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And so it was just this recognition, this light bulb went on and it was the Spirit's work showing me, listen, this is going on in your life and you really need to change. Yeah. And so let's move in a direction that's going to be more like dying to yourself And putting more of Christ on, and it's hard, it's difficult to Mm -hmm. kind of have that confrontation. And I still have that, but it's in it. it, As you grow, it looks a little bit differently. As you're maturing, you're going, okay, I I need to put that off, and I need to put this on. And but at that point, it really just kind of hit me in the face over and over and over again because I realized I was living much different than what God wanted me to live.
1: Yeah yeah figuring out the application, and really that's James tells us that don't just be a hearer but a doer of the word um, and that may be where somebody is that's listening like I've read through my Bible before, so I didn't even set that as a goal uh I'm still reading my Bible, but you know i I kind of get the story I understand and I've been to Sunday school and I sit in worship services. but are you a doer of the word? and as you read back through or as you're reading the portions of scripture that you will read this year, have you taken that step? That may be where somebody is right now. I just I need to be reading and applying on a regular basis the things that I'm soaking on. but then you 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 really kind of move on and, and mature from that and you don't ever do away with the other. I read and understand the story more meaningfully. I read and find things all the time that I'm still, I'm not applying that, or I've begun to (laughs) let that slip, or yesterday I didn't apply that, and so I need to fix that. Um, But I really, then I'm reading the Word, and of course you and I are both in teaching capacities, teaching the Bible on a regular basis, Um, and, and I am reading it not just so that I'm prepared to teach but I'm always reading it with this flavor of okay how's that going to translate into a moment to explain and help somebody else else understand the word that may be where somebody is Uh, let's talk for a minute about that aspect of bible reading and becoming a teacher of
0: it yeah and and helping them to grow in their faith helping them to see the things that God has shown you and I I think that's so exciting because you know when you're really taking on and learning yourself sometimes it's hard to be able to explain that to someone else but once you begin to develop and cultivate in that the spirit you know works through you and be and you're able to show somebody else hey you know I see that you're going through that situation and then all of a sudden they look at you and they say, hey, didn't you go through that? Mm-hmm. You know, How did you handle that? And then you say, well, you know what? There were these things in the time of teaching of Jesus and the disciples, and I recognize that this is the instruction that he was given. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really not giving you instruction from me personally, but from the creator of the world who is really the hope that you know you want to have before you so I think that that's always exciting to be able to show someone something that you yourself have learned and maybe have learned from another teacher and obviously the ultimate teacher Christ
1: yeah and it's in the Psalms with David where it talks about him repenting of the Lord and and making himself right and then he became a teacher of the word, and that just follows in. I read so that I begin to apply it to my life, and as I adjust myself to God and His ways, righteousness becomes my path, then I am ready to instruct and teach. And that is anybody can teach what they already know, but it becomes then the pattern, the next step, the next layer of what's happening in your life. Uh, one of the things that was on the stand to reason website uh, uh, the article that really spurred my thinking on all of this subject was just entitled never read a bible verse and I, I just mentioned that to you know, sometimes that's that's where we're planted we're just reading a verse and we end up pulling it out of context and applying it in a weird way so we're, we think we're reading and applying God's word and then we can repeat that verse to somebody else and we've taught them God's word when in reality The point of the article was, if you just read the verse and don't get the paragraph around it and understand the larger context, the the narrative of God's story, you misapply the verse to your life. You misapply it when you tell it to somebody else. And then you don't even get to where we're trying to live our lives, and that is understand God's Word in such a way that in confrontation with the world, in confrontation not in a negative way, but the fact that we live in the world and the world is so antagonistic to the Christian worldview, trying to live there in defense of our faith, being ready to give a defense, to give an answer for the hope that's found in us, that becomes that next layer of how we're reading God's Word.
0: Yeah, and that too, I would say, has been you know just this ongoing... Study of how do I give a ready answer to, you know, the meta narrative, the answers of life, and it all started way back when I just started reading my Bible every day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to get there overnight, but mm-hmm. it really is a process, and I, I like to think of You know, just sports in general, or sometimes I use playing the piano, I think, because I watch my girls do that, you know, for so long. And what happens is, in the beginning, they get this sheet of music that sounds like one key of Jingle Bells, you know, (laughs) da-da-da, da-da-da. And you're thinking, okay, that's not what I had in mind when they said they were going to play the piano. Right. And honestly, I thought that by a certain point, maybe around third grade, <laughs> they would be playing Mozart. Yeah. And the reality was they were playing great music, but it was much slower than what I had
1: anticipated.
0: Yeah. And so I think that, you know, when we begin to learn to defend our faith at at this level, that there's been so much groundwork. That's been laid yeah. to give us the ability to respond, and it's not that you can't learn those things in quick periods of time, you know, like a year or two years or things like that. It's, but it's typically long periods of time, yeah. And you build on everything that you've learned from those basic points of saying, "I'm going to get up and read my Bible every day."
1: Yeah, yeah, and and it can you can you can catch yourself up, like you can make apologetics a point of study and but you can't replace even with reading the right kinds of people and reading the right kinds of articles and reading this book and that book you still can't replace the fact that from at some point you were beginning to just read the Bible and the story itself was making sense and then the application of it to your own daily life and then the use of it in in teaching and training and instructing didn't begin to take place which really is the whole goal of, even the defense of it, is, is I want to be able to push this on to the future. It's not about me and the end result for, is this helping me? It's even bigger than that. And uh, the field really of pastoring and the field that you're in, it, the goal is there's generations to come behind us. This doesn't end with me.
0: This always makes me think of the next generation. I can't get away from the fact that even in the Psalms, when you know God is reminding the people to, to train the next generation, that, that we need to hand down to the next generation. Deuteronomy, you know, um, pass this down to your children. Hear, O Israel, and then Jesus, you know, go into all the world and make disciples. And so we want to know God, we want to love Him but to leave that behind mm-hmm. wow that that is what i would love to be able to do is to say there's a generation behind us that was able to understand that god's word was reliable and that he is who he said he is and that there are answers for these questions that we have in life and we can answer those and no we can't answer every single thing without having a few questions But for the most part, He's given us everything for life and godliness. And one day, we'll see those things in fullness, right?
1: Yeah. Because the same, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. So the next generation is going to face the same things that we face. Uh, The same question, the same doubts, the same objectives to the truth. And they're going to come in a new way, with a new flavor, with a new bent, or new emphasis, a different area may be the point of contention. But there's nothing new, so the answers are there, and it's just equipping yourself to do that and equipping others. And as we've talked about it, it's just overwhelmed me that, yes, it's it's about me setting out with some goals from years gone by. I need to read my Bible. And I thought the goal was because I need to understand or I need to live for Jesus. Or, and the goal is so much bigger. I didn't see it then. I see it more now. Who knows what it is down 10 years from now? What will I see it look like? I don't, I don't know. I, God's going to continue to grow us all. But God's plan unfolding so that it passes from generation to generation to generation because they're going to continue to see the same arguments against the faith, the same problems and difficulties in life, the same counseling questions come up, are they ready to answer? And it begins with a commitment to start reading God's Word and letting it impact your life and growing from there. So that's our challenge as we start this year, that you would join us on that journey as we continue to grow in the faith so that we're ready to pass on and defend. You join us where you are, You're you're not too far behind, and it's not too late. I think that's what we would want to say, and that it's, it's bigger than us in this moment, so it's worth the price to pay.